welcome to Sunny in Seattle with your host, Sunny Joy. And coming up on today's show, well, it's the first Friday of the month. And you know what that means. That's right. Dr. Alessandra Duke is stopping by the show today for this fabulous first Friday. And Sunny and Dr. Alessandra Duke will be chatting about Twilight Zone time, vital mind resets, and you do you philosophy of surviving lockdown. And now we welcome your hosts for the day, Sunny Joy McMillan and Dr. Alessandra Duke. And good morning, everyone. Welcome to Sunny in Seattle. I am one of your hosts on this first Friday of the month and joined by my co-host, Dr. Alessandra Duke. Hello. Yay. So Sunny in Seattle is usually here on Fridays from 9 to 10 a.m. on Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m. KKNW, uh, bringing you amazing guests and resources that will help you create a life filled with joy, peace, freedom, and purpose. It is radio that positively shines. And you can always find the show archives if you miss the live show. Those are found at 1150kknw.com. And you can also find the show on iTunes and Podcast One. Uh, and then you can find out more about me through my website site goldenoversoul.com. Alessandra, you want to share anything about how to contact you? Yeah, my website is alessandraduke.com. Yes, and because we are still um, doing more staying at home here in Sonoma County, um, and so uh, KPCA, the local Petaluma station where we had been broadcasting for a while, is still shut down for live shows. So we can do a little bit more talking about our offerings and things. So um, I'll just mention quickly that uh, it is not too late if you want to join the Soul Digger Book Club. Um, we've been meeting on Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. virtually. And we are in week three of four weeks looking at Viktor Frankl's book, uh, Man's Search for Meaning. And tomorrow we are having um, participants bring quotes that are meaningful from the book as kind of our discussion prompts. So you don't have to have read the book. You can still come and enjoy. Um, and then the second event that I would mention or the offering that I've got right now for designed more for this whole stay at home um, pandemic situation is Shut Up and Soul. And these are little one hour sessions um, where we come together virtually on Zoom. I do a little meditation or read something inspirational. We all get on mute and then we do our respective spiritual practices. So, you know, you can journal, you can sit in nature, all that good stuff. And I do this more just to create, number one, a container and some accountability for your practice. I know we have more time right now, I think, than we normally would to be able to do that, but sometimes we still don't make time for it. So this is that kind of a container. And it's just sometimes nice to know that other people are out there sharing this walk, um, even though we can't see each other physically, perhaps. So um, both of those are free. You can find them at my website, goldenoversoul.com, and you can register there. Um, Alessandra, anything you want to mention before we dive in for today? Yeah, let's see. Well, I have, you know, ongoing, right now we're enrolling for May for the group coaching program that I run called The Brink. And I love, 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 love that program and feel like it's only gotten stronger over time, you know, as I've been in it and growing it and all of these things. And, you know, we're talking about all of the life stuff I've got 
Um, the it's a group for high achieving women, people who are entrepreneurs or leaders, change makers that also want to feel well in the process. So emphasizing a lot on well being, and so we're enrolling for May, and um, and then I also just started a free Facebook group called the Change Makers Club, and right now we're in the midst of a three-day challenge. So I've been giving away prizes this week, which has been super fun. Um, and so you can join that for free. I, it's great energy in there. Great women already in there. Um, that's not quite yet on my, on my website, but the brink is my, my group coaching program is, which you can check out. Cool. Okay. So there's our like little offerings that we've got out there for folks to take advantage of. Now, what about a check-in with Vinny? Benny. What? Oh! Yeah. <laughs> that was a dramatic How you doing, pause Benny? there. I, it was very dramatic. I'm like, Benny, you already went to the auxiliary studio. Hey, no, I do not. I do not leave your show unattended like that. Oh. How dare you think that? <laughs> we know how you operate yeah. benny <laughs> thank you very much um everything's good on my uh, my stand, staying at home i guess i'm printing up homework for the boys right now so oh really yeah i mean it's they need to so it's like they can only look at so many things on their little baby screens because we got some um uh chromebooks they kind of helped out the school with you know giving extra you know computer work and stuff like that so Oh, yeah. So, you know, the parents can still stay on their stuff and the kids can use their stuff. And so I've realized the last couple of days they haven't been able to, like, manage their homework appropriately with reading <laughs> at the same time and troggling back between screens. I'm like, oh, we're going there. All right. So we're going old school. Yeah. We're going to look at paper. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. I mean, it seems like there are lots of adaptations that yeah. are happening. And right. yeah, your boys are not immune. No, exactly. And then uh, mm -hmm. we're building our dream homes. It was a class project. So they're massively building their giant tree fort is what they want. <gasps> oh, and, nice. oh, not 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 physical, like a Lego form. OK, let me back up. Okay. Lego oh, form. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't have enough. <laughs> I can't afford that right now. <laughs> That's Shoot. a project. Is it up in the tree? That sounds amazing. Yeah, it would be cool. I had one like when I was growing up too. I don't know if you guys had a tree for it or knew someone I that did. did. Yes. I had a tree with that had a, a ledge that happened to be nailed into oh, the tree. Nice. Very simple. <laughs> very simple. Yeah. Yes. It's a minimalist tree house, if it's you okay. will. Yeah. I like it. I think it's, it's kind awesome. of adorable. <laughs> just one seat for me that's it this is my tree right, nobody right. else <laughs> yeah yeah but everyone everything else is uh we're doing pretty good we're just kind of waiting for the rest of the information hopefully today or this week or whatever <laughs> yeah yeah mm -hmm. yeah i saw eric kareem or um yeah eric kareem had sent around a little um video of all the hubbard broadcasting employees on the zoom screen and anyway i guess it sounds like a lot of, everyone's still obviously working from home but then yeah. maybe that will continue for a little while longer yeah there's a couple of people that are drifting in the stu uh, you know station now and and it's good to yeah. see them good good faces to welcome back obviously and um you know i haven't left i just live here so i know you do that's okay <laughs> i like it Benny holding down the fort. That's right. Yeah. My own tree fort. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, yeah. So Alessandra, for what we had been texting back and forth and yeah. uh, where, where, where shall we begin? I think that's the name of Esther Perel's podcast. Where yeah. shall we begin? Oh, have you listened to that yet? I, it's on my to do. 
Yeah, I actually, I have, I've listened to several episodes. Um, and I, it's funny to hear I love working one-on-one with clients. Um, and maybe this is just, um, me like having flashbacks to being married and being in a couple's counselor office, like for a large majority of my marriage, like starting from Mm -hmm. when we got home from the honeymoon. Um, and so hearing her work with couples, like I just, sometimes it is very hard for me to dip back into couples work. Let's just say that, but she is a very talented, very talented at what she does. And I'm so glad that she's doing the work that she does. And I love that she's providing a window into it through that Mm -hmm. podcast, but I don't just listen to that one for fun. (laughs) I think that that comes up for me too. Whenever somebody says, Oh, you've got to, you got to listen to this book or you got to, you got to listen to this podcast where it's, you know, a therapist or somebody talking with clients. And I just think all I'm feeling right now is like I'm at work, right? Or I'm having (laughs) flashbacks to working with, you know, couples, clients, or, you know, different clients at different points throughout my career, you know, um, so I think it's like, oh, I, I still feel like I'm working. So I'm going to I'm gonna not do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, the yeah. podcast for anybody else out there who's interested, I think it is a really, um, it's a really interesting podcast. And I'm glad she's doing that work. But yeah. uh, it is so, called Where Shall We Begin? I was just, I was just thinking, I was curious just, you know, because you had mentioned some, you know, because we're still in the midst of a pandemic as we're, you know, creating this show. And so mm-hmm. I'm like, what are you, you mentioned that some guiding principles through this twilight zoney. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's what I was, I'm writing a little, I was trying, I, before we uh, got on the, the show today, I got up a little early to write a little bit and I was trying to articulate exactly how I was feeling about this. But I think the best way to describe the feeling of time for me, it's uh, time is, is different. And I don't think I'm alone in this. I was in my little women's circle last night, virtually, of course, and everyone was having a very different experience of time, which is actually like, mm-hmm. kind of like on a side note here, you know, everyone that I've ever interviewed who has had a near-death experience, who is an intuitive some sort, who works with beings or transition loved ones on the other side, even the folks on here like Dean Radin or um, some of the more science-minded folks who are doing research into consciousness and quantum physics, et cetera, we all, I think, know that time is not linear when you're not in a human body. And we are one of the only that I'm you know, aware of in, from the books that I've read or the people I've interviewed, it seems like earth is a very unique place where time, linear time exists. It's kind of like this video game we go into where there are different rules and time here is very different than it is in other realms or other dimensions. So all that to say, I kind of like what this has done because it almost has given us a a way to have an experience of nonlinear time. Uh, kind of it's it's almost like it's tricking our mind kind of like going into a fun house with all the mirrors to me this experience of day in and day out um i mean of course we still have sunrises and sunsets to delineate the day but anyway i've just been kind of playing around with it as huh is this an opportunity while on earth to have just a little taste of what it might be like to be in just always the now moment and non-linear time so mm-hmm. anyway <laughs> that said, mm. <laughs> because it feels like the best way I can describe it is I feel like I'm in the sequel to the movie Groundhog Day, but it's set in the Twilight Zone. Right. And so <laughs> time is very discombobulating. I'm frequently asking what day is it? 
And um, of course I have these, the only thing that really keeps things punctuated would be client appointments. But even those have been my regular standing folks are kind of meeting at different times during the day. I think obviously because Mm -hmm. they either have kids at home or, uh, you know, their schedule is different, but the, the only really punctuated time I have during my day or the, you know, st- showing up for the shut up and soul sessions or book club on Saturday, that kind of thing, or of course the show here. Other than that though, it just kind of feels like this drifting in and out of, of very nebulous time. My schedule feels optional at best. <laughs> like it's mm-hmm. just, so I thought what could be number one honoring of the wanting to be gentle about this. And cause there's now that we've been in this for a while, I don't know about you, but I've seen, there are a lot of differing opinions on social media and people talking about, this is the time to write your book and get your side yes. hustle going. And yes. I'm getting up at 5am and my kids are on this schedule and I do this, this, and this, and I go to bed later and all the things. And then there are the folks who are like, don't do anything, just, you know, stay in bed and be gentle and do whatever feels right. And so you've got like all these different opinions now that we've settled into this a bit. And there's, I've even heard lockdown shaming, you know, because you're not doing enough while you're in Mm -hmm. lockdown and not being the best parent with the little highlighted schedule for your kids. Right. You're not living your best life. I know, right? Yeah. So I thought... Where can I land in the middle that feels, because I think as humans generally, but me particularly, I do like a little bit of structure um, to, I don't know, just it feels good on my system to have something to look forward to or kind of have as a, a North Star of sorts or a lighthouse in the midst of kind of darkness and uncertainty at times. And so I was thinking, what kind of a guiding principle, not a rigid dogmatic schedule, not just one big free for all. I mean, but okay, with the caveat, you know what, whatever it takes for you out there to do, to get through this, you do you. But I'm saying Mm -hmm. for me, this is what I was pondering this week. And I thought, oh, you know what? Remember that whole like, um, last fall in December when I was thinking, you know, what is my purpose and what is the sole purpose? And I had that wonderful session with Sarah Landon and what came up and it's now been reiterated in an interview I heard with Anita Morjani. You know, I've mentioned this on the show many, many times. I'm just, my apologies for people who have now heard it, but <laughs> I think it applies here too. I can still love myself and live fully even in lockdown. So in lockdown, my guiding principles are loving myself and living fully. Now, living fully looks different when I'm not on lockdown. It might mean more travel or going and presenting at a conference or something. It could mean going to more events with friends and things. So living fully, but I can still live fully even on lockdown by zooming it up with friends virtually and running more in the hills behind the house. And so to me, this guiding principle, its it has not let me down in any form, pre-pandemic or in pandemic. And I support <laughs> surmise it will be the same post pandemic. And so I asked the women in my little soul digger community this week. Okay. So this, this is, these are the guiding principles I'm working with now in wanting to honor this experience, but not be too rigid about it, all that kind of stuff. And some of the other guiding principles, and I love this group so much because I mean, we speak the same language in so many respects. These are like-hearted, like-souled women, but A couple of the other ones that I'll just throw out because everyone's experience is unique. And if you are thinking, oh, I might want to think about some guiding principles. Some of the other ones that came up were being gentle. Um, uh, We have 
um, a member who is in New York City, like Brooklyn right now. So of course the experience is much more intense for her than say someone who is in, you know, um, one of the states that's a little more, that has more rural options or hasn't been quite so um, concentrated in the numbers of folks who are getting it and dying from it. So, um, so one of the one of the suggestions that came up was, or guiding principles was, being gentle and asking with each decision. Does this feel gentle? Am I pushing myself too hard? Um, another one was, doing what feels good, and not meaning from like a. Uh, uh, right now it would feel good to eat a whole bag of cookies and then mm-hmm. <laughs> drink two bottles of wine. Like maybe in the moment you, that would make you feel momentarily like a little better, but we know the metaphoric and literal hangover that comes with that kind of stuff generally. So she was saying, do what feels good. She listens to her body and what feels light and expansive. She goes toward what feels like heavy and icky. She goes away from, and then, um, let's see what else. Oh, one of them mentioned, um, that, there's so much out there trying to vie for our attention. Um, people who are now using social media more than ever because we're all limited in our ways to connect. So lots more noise on social media. M- news outlets really vying for our attention on the latest, greatest, or scariest news. And so she said, turning inward versus going outward. Like she was mentioning she needs to find her foundation more. Um, and it can be easy to be pulled off of her foundation. So the reminder to go inward versus outward. And then, um, oh, another good one that was, um, if you're a student of Ainsley McLeod's work, he was on the show, I think in 2019, um, he talks about soul ages and the difference between young souls and old souls. And sometimes young souls are the ones who at least by his account and some others that I've heard, young souls tend to be the ones who are a little bit more fear-based and dogmatic and either their political or their religious views and that kind of a thing. And then maybe older souls are a little bit more, um, uh, I guess, compassionate, empathetic, empathic, all of the things. And so she was saying, I thought this was a great point, honoring your own soul age and this experience and respecting and honoring the soul age of someone else. So if they are having a reaction that just seems outer limits or unkind or very dogmatic, maybe knowing that they're not quite on the same, not like a better than, worse than, just at a different place on their soul journey. So they are reacting to situations like this differently because maybe they haven't been through as many lifetimes of growth, that kind of a thing. So anyway, that's my long-winded way of saying my guiding principles have been gentle and living fully loving self. So I don't know if that yes. lands for you at all, but yeah. what, I don't know what you've been doing. Well, I mean, I think it's like, I just, it reminds me of this, um, this conversation that I had just had yesterday with a client, you know, where this person was really hard on themselves for not, you know, not doing more, not, and not feeling particularly joyful right now and not feeling like they're living their best life or they're doing the most awesome workouts or they're, you know, all of these kinds of things and sort of shooting on themselves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and our, in our talk, it was really emphasizing it's okay for you to feel exactly as you feel right now, right? Like in, in that question that you're asking, that would be the most gentle course is you're allowed to feel 
whatever the feelings are, or if you need to have time where you are just sitting on the couch, you are watching Netflix for a little while, or you are going, you know, for longer walks rather than sitting at your desk and writing the next great novel, that all gets to be okay, right? And I think for some people recently in conversations, you know, with clients or with clients in, in that program, The Brink, that I mentioned, the, there's a fear that if I let myself feel that, then I won't ever get out of it. If I let myself be too gentle with myself and I, or I let myself feel sad or I let myself feel anger, angry, I'm just never going to come out of it. (laughs) And so there's a lot of conversations around, you know, just like all feelings, these pass, right? This is temporary. We likely will not go back to the exact same way of being in the world, right? But we don't necessarily know that it's going to be worse, right? It's like, but we do know that a lot of what's happening right now is temporary along with any emotions that we're experiencing. And so I've just been really encouraging people to have that gentle approach with themselves and to hold both, you know, I can feel, I can, I can feel out and be kind to myself right now. And I can also pursue these other, these other sort of longings or desires when I'm, when I'm ready, right. Or when I'm feeling like inspired or feeling called to do those kinds of things, you know, so a lot of holding both. And I think for me, it's been really important. I, you know, I tend to, one of my coping strategies is, I mean, I love a good cupcake and some sparkling rosé, but Mm -hmm. I also end up uh, working a lot, you know, and, and I love, I, I love writing. I love to be, to be working on my business. And sometimes that can get Uh, it can, it can take over other parts of my life. And so I've had to really sort of, I think, I think of it sometimes as like a cat kind of caught in a tree, right? They're like claws are sunk into the trunk and you're like trying to get them to just let go and (laughs) feel that way about my work sometimes where it's just like, just put it down, right? It's Mm -hmm. okay for you to be gentle and kind with yourself and, you know, go for a walk or go, you know, maybe go to the, um, you know, go near the water or go get out in some trees or something like that. And so I've been really trying to focus on that, like needing to pull back and slow down. I've found it really interesting when people are saying to me, you know, oh, I don't know what to do with all this extra time. What are we supposed to do all this sitting around? Because that that has not been my life. I have been busy. (laughs) Yes. There, well, I don't know about you, but I, I said, I think when we talked about when we did our first Friday in January, and I was saying, this is my, this is a year for me where I want to really trust that instead of pushing and trying to create something huge and taking massive action all the time, can I actually live it to give it? Like these words that I preach all the time on the show and in my work, that if we follow inspired action and we trust that spirit will guide us, 
exactly where we need to go um, that our life, our work, our personal life, all of the things will unfold in an easy, effortless, harmonious way. And I don't mean we won't ever have a bad day or we won't ever have tough times, but it means for the most part, you're following the energy and things are presenting themselves instead of trying to, I think it's Abraham Hicks who talks about, you know, paddling the canoe upstream, um, like going getting in the canoe and allowing the water to guide you, trusting that spirit will be that way. So anyway, this to me feels like the permission granted to actually live that experiment a bit more <laughs> like, mm -hmm. and follow the inspiration. And I will say, I don't know about you with that, but um, I have had days where my inspiration is high and I'm energized and I could work 14 or 16 hours easily and effortlessly because the words keep pouring out or I just want to send that contact that person or create this th course or whatever. And then I've had days where I get up and I'm like, mm -mm. this is, <laughs> this is a bare minimum day. And I can't even tell you why I, I'd be like, I just, my body doesn't have the juice to do this. I do not feel inspired to write anything. In fact, I get really crabby when I think about having to share anything on social media right now. And so I go in the backyard with Action Jackson and take a few kitty photo shoot shots. <laughs> so I, but this feels much more like, okay, this is kind of the permission to do that. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. And I think, you know, I had a, I had a, full out day like that on Monday where, you know, Mondays are my writing days. And so, you know, and I had, I had a lot due, right. I was trying to get this workbook together for the brink, all of these things. And it just was not happening. My whole, my soul, everything just felt this deep ache for like, no, just yeah. no, I don't want to do any of this. And I, I think for me, sometimes, you know, I've been able to push through things like that and sort of lure myself into doing that. Um, but it just felt important for me to step away and to really be honoring of even that feeling, right? Because I think so often I'm talking with women about showing up in our lives and businesses authentically. And so I really don't feel like I'm walking my talk if I'm like, well, I 0% feel like doing this right now. And my soul is crying out for something completely different, but I'm going to ignore it and do it anyway. Right. <laughs> so it feels like in some way I'll kind of be a, an observer of myself and just like, Hey, Let's just take a step back so that you're actually doing the things that you're telling other people to do, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I think, um, I know we probably need to go to break here, but I'll just say, um, I always look to the experience of others who I feel are a little bit farther on the path or are living a life that I really admire in terms of feeling like they're in integrity they are living with purpose. They're living joyfully. They're living freely. They're, you know, they're all the values that I hold, they have been able to create a life doing that. And two of the ones that I often think of here, just as inspiration, if you want to, you know, if you want to do kind of the grand experiment that I'm doing here and trusting that when the inspired action shows up, following what you're like, what you're talking about, Alessandra, when your soul is screaming for something, following that, and two things come to mind, Anita Morjani, number one, um, that when she came back from her near-death experience and she'd had this like little vision 
during the time of being on a stage speaking in front of people and that made no sense to her she didn't know when it would happen but all she did was come back and live her life as she says it loved herself she uh, be herself and shine her light brightly and in doing that that meant one day posting her story on a near-death experience website which is where Ultimately, um, it was shared with Wayne Dyer, and Wayne Dyer was the one who reached out to her and said, I want you to share this on a much wider or bigger platform. Now, I'm not saying all of us need to have that kind of a trajectory where Wayne Dyer, well, I mean, I know he has transitioned since then, but someone like Wayne Dyer discovers you and then puts you out on the world stage. But I think that the, the principle applies that it can be that divinely orchestrated without you having to take massive action and spending eight hours a day submitting your media requests to various TV stations and broadcast avenues. And the other one that I will talk about, and I just, Martha Beck, I love for this. Like Martha has never been shy about the fact that she has struggled mightily with anxiety and at times depression and, and had a rough time of it. I mean, she was trying to finish her PhD while she had three kids under the age of six, one of whom has Down syndrome. This was years ago, but, and of course she had fibromyalgia and several other chronic debilitating um, uh, illnesses or diseases. And she would have these days where like she really could not do anything. And she even speaks about it now that she, her symptoms, she's largely asymptomatic for uh, all of those physical ailments and her kids are grown and doing great. And so she has a lot more freedom in her schedule. But I just remember this one story about how she was supposed, she had like a writing deadline or something, but she'd just come back from Africa. And I forget the language, but it was the language that was spoken by one of the tribes that that she works with when she goes to Africa to this uh, uh, sanctuary, Londolozi, or this nature preserve. And she just said she spent the afternoon learning, I don't know if it was Zulu or some other language that's spoken in Africa, but she really does, to hear her speak about it, like she has big deadlines. She has, she speaks all over the world and, and is constantly writing a book. And yet even she will spend an afternoon, you know, blowing a writing deadline because she feels like her soul is calling her to learn Zulu at the moment, for example. <laughs> and I think if it works for Martha Beck, it can work for me too. And I'm not willing to, I mean, I want to be guided by spirit, but I'm just saying like, I want to prove that that can be the case for someone yeah. who is not a Martha Beck or, you know, an Anita Morshani. I want to mm -hmm. live this too. Um, so anyway, this time has provided me a, a permission granted slip to be able to experiment more with that. So mm -hmm. anyway, I don't know if you have anything to add to that before break, but yeah, well, and I'm just, I guess, as you say that too, I'm just thinking like this time has granted you the permission slip and then what happens when you know, we're kind of returning sort of out of this time, right? Do you still, does the permission slip continue, you know? Yeah. How do you then continue to give yourself permission? It, very good question. So maybe mm -hmm. we'll leave that as our cliffhanger. Also, yeah. I know you have also chosen this time to give up booze and sugar, I think for some type of a <laughs> vital i think it's a vital mind reset and i need to hear more about that so when we come back from the break we will answer the question of what do we do when life returns to some sense of normalcy outside of our homes um and why alessandra is doing a vital mind reset now of all times so you're listening to sunny in seattle it is first friday of the month which means i am one of your co-hosts sunny joy mcmillan joined by dr alessandra duke and we will be back in just a few 
preceding audio was via a Skype call. Hey, Sunny and Seattle friends. If you've been listening to the show for a while, you know that the greatest gifts and synchronicities of my life happened when I started listening to the voice of my soul and let it take the lead. But in a crazy culture and a chaotic world, it can often be difficult to hear that soul voice. And we forget just how powerful that spiritual being inside you really is. Which is why I created Soul Digger, a membership community for women and those who identify as women who want to live a soul-driven life. We meet virtually to learn, connect, share, grow, and inspire one another on our spiritual journey. Find out more at my website, goldenoversoul.com. That's goldenoversoul.com. And click on the tab that says, Work With Me. So come get shamelessly spiritual with us in the Soul Digger community, where we mine the true gold that comes from your soul. I'm Dr. Anthony Lazowitz, and this is Climate Connections. Beavers often get a bad rap for cutting down trees and building unwanted ponds on private property. But Jen Vanderhoof of Washington State's King County Department of Natural Resources and Parks wants to help redeem this hardworking rodent's reputation. We're very obviously concerned about climate change, and I feel like beavers could help us. In the Northwest, warming temperatures and earlier snowmelt could cause water shortages in the summer. But after beavers build a dam... Not only do you have more water being stored on the surface, but it's also filtering down into the groundwater and so you're storing more water both above and below the surface that way. Beaver ponds can also help slow water down as it flows through a watershed. That can help prevent erosion and reduce flooding after heavy precipitation. Bannerhuff says the wet landscapes that beavers create can even help control wildfires. They're basically creating natural fire breaks. So she helps people find ways to manage beavers on their properties without killing or trapping them. And she says in some areas, Introducing beavers can provide important climate benefits. They've got it all figured out. If we can just figure out how to work with them a little bit better. Climate Connections is produced by the Yale Center for Environmental Communication. Learn more at YaleClimateConnections.org. Sunny in Seattle, radio that positively shines. How do you define strength? Is it physical? Or is it mental? Maybe it's both. Maybe it's whatever empowers a person to dig deeper, fight harder, and overcome obstacles that once seemed insurmountable. Discover how much stronger and more confident your children can be. Encourage them to participate in a sport when they go to high school. This message presented by the Washington Interscholastic Activities Association and the Washington State Secondary Athletic Administrators Association. Alternative Talk 1150, online at 1150kknw.com. Welcome back to Sunny in Seattle. Um, it is first Friday, so you've got two co-hosts today. I'm Sunny Joy, joined by Dr. Alessandra Duke. Okay, so I have to ask, okay, so Benny took us out of the break with Twilight Zone. Was that a, from the soundtrack of Groundhog Day coming back in? It sounded very 80s. Uh, it kind of <laughs> is. It's Human League. It, it actually, I pulled it from Fever Pitch. It's it was a different movie, but same thing. Oh, okay. okay. Keeping feeling, you know, fascination. <laughs> Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. Well, we were talking about, you know, anytime we mentioned something like Twilight Zone or Groundhog Day, the movie like we did in the first half of the show, I know Benny is always out there like pulling the the music that will match it. So anyway. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Actually, I'm not too familiar with I the Groundhog Day soundtrack, so I'm going to have to look that up. 
Oh, yeah. Bill yeah. Murray. Yeah, that was a good one. Oh, and I love Andy the movie. McDowell. I just didn't know the songs. Yeah. Yeah. I I couldn't I don't even know I couldn't tell you one either. I, <laughs> that just yeah, I don't think the Groundhog movie the Groundhog Day movie had any um you know like sound soundtracky kind of things. Uh, apparently, I got you, babe, which Sunny and Cher was in there. I guess. Oh. And now I'm thinking about it. I do remember hearing that it was oh, during yeah. one of the scenes, right? Mm-hmm. Is that the one that he kept waking up to every single morning? I believe so. It might have been that one. I'm gonna have to like it was playing on his clock radio or something. <laughs> yeah, yes, every day. Oh, <laughs> oh, well, that's some fun trivia. So, oh my gosh, it does feel like that though. A little Groundhog Day-ish, you know. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, you know, I come out, I wake up, and I'm like, okay, here we are again, same day, <laughs> same as before. I'm here, you're here, yeah. Yes. Well, it's okay. So speaking of which, um, we were talking about what about when we go back to some some semblance of normalcy? Um, I think I will have to be the one to grant myself permission for that. And that's an ongoing journey for me about a lot of things. This idea of permission granted um, and not feeling guilt or shame or any of the things if I want to do things a little bit counterculturally. Um, but also thinking about this kind of as our segue into your vital mind reset, I decided I, one of the weeks, like the first few weeks of staying at home, I was very inspired, which is, you know, doing more writing and creating the little offerings like the book club and shut up and soul or getting those out there sooner than I had originally intended to. Um, and I think we've got some yard work going on outside of our house. So (laughs) sorry about that guys. I'll go on mute when Alessandra talks. Um, (laughs) So anyway, um, one of the weeks, like, I don't, this was a week or two ago, uh, I decided that I would take it easier. And I thought, Chase is home, you know, he's furloughed. Let's at least take advantage of this. Because the first couple of years of my relationship with Chase, we basically took a sabbatical from life and work and just traveled together. We lived in a tiny little airstream for a large portion of it. Um, And so this was almost a return to how we began. We still very much enjoy spending time together. So I thought, okay, I'm going to take it easy. And that also meant I was like, well, I'm going to be not so rigid about, I usually try to eat anti-inflammatory during the week because my body tends to like that. And I don't Mm -hmm. usually drink alcohol unless it's on a Saturday. That's Saturday, maybe Friday. Um, but I decided to just be like, like laissez-faire about the whole thing. It's like, treat this like a staycation at home since these are the circumstances we're in. Mm -hmm. So I ate all the bad takeout that Chase (laughs) ate and I drank alcohol during the week and like, and I know all of those things affect my sleep. So I wasn't sleeping well. And so I was feeling kind of groggy. And anyway, I just thought, oh man, like I know what works for my body. And I'm, again, I'm all about whatever it takes for any of us to make it through this sane and healthy and whole, but like what worked for me in the moment on those days, like being all laissez-faire about it really did not feel good. And the coming, Mm -hmm. by the end of the week, this week that I thought would be so recharging and like rejuvenating and relaxing, I just felt like, ugh, at the end Mm -hmm. of it. And I thought, you know, I know what works. So here I am. So I've, you know, gone back to my regular, regular schedule, but which makes me think 
you have participated. This is some kind of a study or something you're a part of. Can <laughs> tell us like why now and what it is and how it's working for you during staying at home. Yeah. So I learned about this program called Vital Mind Reset um, that's run by Dr. Kelly Brogan. And oh, I, I love her. Yeah. And so I was curious about it. You know, I learned about it, oh, maybe a year ago or so um, because I, I, you know, I'm always curious about um, how to work on our thoughts and emotions. Right. And so, um, she does this whole reset program to be helping mood and help people not be on psychiatric medication to help with mood. <laughs> because so, often it is a, it, it, the first step is to address, to see if it's a physiological, like your diet, your nutrition. Yes. Yeah. I don't think a lot of doctors, I mean, Dr. Kelly Brogan, if I can just say real quick, she has her undergrad. Um, uh, I think it was, um, some type of psychiatry. Oh gosh. Neuropsychiatry or something at MIT. She did her medical school training at Cornell. She did her residency at NYU. Like she is a heavy hitter. She mm -hmm. used to be a traditional allopathic psychiatrist who did prescribe psychiatric meds to her primarily female patients. She has done a complete 180 and now really uh, anyway, I just want to put that out there as she has a very strong foundation, I think, and I trust her work greatly. So, so yeah, digression. yeah, that's, that's great. Yeah. And so I, I felt like, you know, I'm always trying to tend to my anxiety because I just, I run anxious, you know, and there's been times in my life where I've been diagnosed with, um, depression or anxiety and things like that. And while those things, you know, depression hasn't been really alive for me, I still am always curious about how to manage anxiety. So when I learned about her program, I thought, Ooh, I'll sign up. And then she had this opportunity to be involved in a study with, with that program. So you're participating in kind of, um, the, you know, pre, pre, uh, reset, um, evaluations and then Is post reset. Is it too late? I'm just saying for me and for anyone else out here who's going, oh my gosh, I need this. And I need that kind of accountability for it being a study. Is it too late to participate? Yeah. Um, I think that, I think she opens enrollment for the actual program twice a year. And, um, and I'm, so I'm not sure when the next date will come. I'm imagining maybe in the summer ish time, she would do another one. Okay. And I, I think that you, um, it would be smart to get on her mailing list. That's how I found out in, be, about being involved in the study. You can go ahead and sign up and pay for the program um, whenever it releases. The study, um, it, it involves you taking, you know, filling out all of these evaluations so that they're helping, they're, you're helping them to gather research. Yeah. And so you pay a lot less which is a, a perk and a bonus, but they only accept so many people into the study. So, Got it. It, and, um, and they had let me know when I started, you know, you'll either be put into the very first group of the year, or you'll be put into the second group that goes be, while they're running different analyses. So okay. I'm not sure exactly the timeline of that, but people should go ahead and check out her website and get on her mailing list and check out when the next, when they're enrolling again for the program for sure. Um, and, um, when I, 
you know, when I had first heard that it wouldn't start at the beginning of the year, because, you know, it's beginning of the year. And I thought, oh, new year, want to work on this, want to feel great. And I was super disappointed that I didn't get into that first study group. Yeah. And um, but actually, I'm so, so grateful for the timing because, you know, during the time when I had hoped that I would get into it, I was doing all of the traveling. I was doing things for my mastermind and getting a lot of programs kind of started and going and just had a, just had a lot going on. And this vital mind reset program, actually it's, it's pretty, pretty in depth. So, um, and things move pretty quickly. So in this, in this, you know, in the first phase, you're getting kind of mindset understanding around why she's doing, why she's having you do the things she's doing, then yeah. moving into clearing out foods in your, um, in your diet that might be, you know, you're basically doing essentially some kind of an elimination diet situation. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then in the next phase, also removing, things that have been linked to, um, mood disorders or problems, um, that we use on our skin and that we use in our home. And so, and even down to the kinds of furniture we have. Wow. (laughs) So it's pretty intense. And, you know, especially in the home part, she's saying, you know, go at your own pace and things like that. But, you know, she had these, these questions like, do you have carpet? Do you have, you know, pressed wood furniture, these kinds of questions? And, um, I do not have those, those questions right in front of me, but I, you know, I answered yes to all of those. And she's like, all of these are contributing potential toxins to you, you know? Um, and so, uh, it's just a, an, an entire life clearing out and it moves really quickly. So I'm in the first phase where, you know, I've been, off of coffee and alcohol and sugar and gluten and dairy, um, and even legumes for her, you know, my, this is my first week of doing it. Um, and then, and have started, um, working on, you know, some things that I'm some skincare items and things. So that's kind of the phase that I'm in right now. So no, so no caffeine or just no coffee. Um, no coffee at all. Okay. So no coffee and not even herbal teas. Oh, and my. no, um, ibuprofen, no yeah. supplements, just oh. clearing it all out, just like clean slate. And I mean, you know, the first couple of days, um, you know, it's funny that we talk about that, that day earlier that I mentioned Monday where I was so unmotivated, you know, that was like within the first two days that I started it. So I think my oh, caffeine no wonder. probably had something to do with that. Yeah. That, but, and it's almost like the Herxheimer response or a Herxheimer reaction that you get when you start, um, uh, like when I did that SIBO protocol and your body, once you start removing everything, like all of those as the little bugs or stuff starts dying off in the body, you get like a flu-like response or something. Yeah. <laughs> your body and was like, she, ah. exactly. She even sent out a message today saying you might start feeling flu-like symptoms, you know, because I'm taking, you know, taking all the grains, everything out. And, um, and, but it's been nice. I mean, um, yes, day, like the last couple of days, like I've just noticed kind of my sleep is getting just a little bit better. And, um, yesterday I went for a run and it was one of, I felt like the best runs I had been on in a very long time. And so those kinds of things are, are really nice, but yeah, I'm just in the midst of it. And, and I think it's an interesting time to be doing it because, 
you know, I, we're not doing a lot of social gatherings. We're not doing any unless I'm maybe having friends come by that are staying six feet away from us and maybe we'd have a beer or something or there's different virtual happy hours. So to not even engage in that, you know, with, because I think that there's a certain kind of comfort, right? Like I might be in a pandemic, but I can still have a glass of wine. You know? And yes. it's like to not be doing any of that and not be going toward any of those types of comforts. It's really pushing me to sit with some uncomfortable feelings that are coming up and to really find comfort in other ways. You know, I've, I've got so many candles and so much sparkling water around me at all times, you know, just any kind of comforts. Yes. And you'd said when we were texting back and forth and you were saying about how that like, there's nothing, there is no buffering here or whatever you want to call it. There are no, um, distractions or, the, the normal things that we turn to, uh, the usual suspects, alcohol, mm-hmm. prescription or recreational drugs, sugar, processed carbs, those kinds of things. And you said, and you discovered you have a lot of feelings. Yes. <laughs> I was curious yeah. what you meant by that. <laughs> yeah. I just think that like there, there are, you know, even as soon as the pandemic hit and everything, I thought, okay, like I'm going to work on taking care of my clients and who else needs my assistance and what can I create and what can I build and all of that. And, you know, without, um, some of these other distractions, it's like, oh, whoa, I feel really sad about what's happening right now, or I feel pretty overwhelmed, or I feel uh, a little scared. I don't know, you know, as a small business owner, I don't know what direction this all is going to go, you know? And so, um, so those kinds of scared feelings or, you know, um, just, I think, I think just some grappling with my own self around, you know, things that I thought that I had worked through in terms of self-worth and, and looking at, oh my gosh, I didn't realize I started tethering some feelings of self-worth onto my business and are onto, you know, how I'm doing financially or whatever, you know, and so really trying to work on some, you know, I'm okay. And, and those kind of good enough messages still, even at, you know, even at a point where you think you've, you think you've kind of worked through it, right? You think I kind of got it. I feel worthwhile. I'm good enough. Right. But I think to just really sit with those feelings, like getting to the end of a work day and not just having wine, but getting to the end of the work day and sitting with the questions of, did that matter to anyone? Is what I'm doing mattering to me? (laughs) Is it mattering to other people? Am I in this in a way that feels right for me? Maybe I'm not in this particular way that feels right for me. Actually, you know, thoughts like the thing that that person said really hurt my feelings or this way that I'm doing this has has made me feel kind of used, right? And sitting with those kinds of feelings instead of just like, great day, going to have a glass of wine. Thank you all very much. <laughs> yes, I think you know. I can't wait because it sounds like this, um, I actually just got on her website as we were talking so that I can get, I can't believe I'm not on her mailing list. When you mm-hmm. said that, I thought that she's one of the people that I really admire the most in this, yeah. in this field. And anyway, uh, given that it's a, looks like it's 44 days. Yes. 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 Okay. So that means that you will still be right at the tail end of it, but you'll be in it the next time we talk in June, correct? Yes. Yep. 
I cannot wait to see how you are feeling. And I'm really curious also when we, I know that there is this kind of Pavlovian uh, response in our brain where we will, because our brain wants the dopamine hit, you know, if we are used to having a dopamine hit with a cookie or with wine or with whatever it is at, um, you know, five o'clock every day, the brain is going to give you the urge to do that until you train it otherwise. But I'm curious, are you having urges to reach for the wine or whatever your go-to is, if you said a cookie or something, because these are my go-tos as well, or the ones that I feel called to. Um, mm -hmm. But I'm wondering, are you getting those urges at times when you notice like a feeling is coming up? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like that it's not like on the regularly scheduled five o'clock, your brain expects it, but it's more like, right. oh, I don't want to feel that. Let me go to the pantry or whatever. Yeah. And I think it happens the same way it does for a lot of people where it's like, you don't even realize that, that, it, that, that feeling is happening, right. Mm. Unless you really check in, but yeah, I'll notice, yeah, that all of a sudden I'll just, I'll be feeling a little, um, it's almost like, uh, my nerves feel frayed, right. Mm. Or I'll feel really anxious, just kind of on edge, you know, like I just want to calm. That's often the thing that what causes me to reach to some of those types of things is I just want to feel calm, right? Or for when I'm trying to go to sleep, I will start to feel really anxious at night because I think my mind just gets going and it gets really busy and I just want it to quiet, right? Yeah. So, and I think it, it can seem really harmless if you're like, great, I'll take one of those, you know, those little mints that have, you know, THC in them or something yeah. like that. And like, no big deal. Right. And that's, that's not bad. But I think when we're, you know, when we're just reaching for those kinds of things or, or when I want to celebrate, I'm feeling excited, yeah. right. Then I'm like, you better believe I want cupcakes and I want them immediately. But yeah. I also want cupcakes when I'm sad. <laughs> and it's my birthday and Valentine's day and Kelsey's birthday and your birthday and Betty's birthday. <laughs> everyone's birthday. So oh. that's a lot of cupcakes and yeah. Well, yeah. So least, just working through it. Well, in 44 days of no cupcakes and none of the things that <laughs> it really reminds me of the, uh, it was approximately 60 days. I did that SIBO protocol a couple mm -hmm. years ago. So anyway, I look it forward to checking that, back in. Honey. Yeah. I've thought of that when, you know, cause I was right there with you when you're going through it. So yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I am, uh, in many ways envious because I know when we check in a month from now, you're going to probably be feeling the best you have in your adult life. And I will go, ah, I need to have signed up for that study, but I'll be bouncing off the walls. Yes. Yeah. With all of the, your own neurochemistry and not any crutches or aids for that. So oh, that's right. awesome. Oh, well, here we are at the end of our hour. Um, so we'll just do what is all of our call information. This is Sunny in Seattle, and you have been listening to us on First Friday, which means I am one of your co-hosts, Sunny Joy McMillan, joined by Dr. Alessandra Duke. And um, yeah, so my website is goldenoversoul.com. Alessandra, yours is uh, alessandraduke.com. Yeah. So if you want to find yeah. out more about any of our offerings and Vinny, thanks so much uh, for your wonderful holding down the fort and running the board and producing and all of the things. My pleasure. See you girls later. Yeah. Sounds Bye. good. Bye everybody.